Welcome to the Peanut Butter and Jody podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the art of successful relationships. I'm Jody, and the love of my life and partner in crime, Laura, is by my side. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. Excellent. I'm almost exemplary myself. Okay. Fantastic to hear that. So, I came across an interesting article the other day. Do tell. Do tell. And it kind of piqued my interest a bit. Um, And because there, I think there are some facets and things that are talked about in the article, Mm -hmm. which... um, may or may not be relevant to our relationship and, you know, any other relationship. Okay. A myriad of relationships. Okay. So (laughs) the article was entitled, The Science of Attraction, Men Who Are Subconsciously Looking for These Nine Things in Women. Was this by Bill Nye, the science guy? Yes, because he's super qualified. Yes. And understand, as he lives in his mom's basement. You don't know that. He knows he all may have about. built his mom's basement. Or his mom is beheaded in his basement. Uh, yeah. It's always a possibility. You never know what those bushy-eyebrowed science fellas. It's always possible. <laughs> um, so it kind of had my, um, my attention when I read the article because... You know, sometimes we think about attraction and things like that. And Mm -hmm. and you know that there are things that they say will immediately draw you to somebody else. Correct. Or make you uh, shy away from someone. It could be some perfunctory odor. Wow. Um, That's a great word. It sounds like a word that works there. (laughs) But it could be some, it could be (laughs) literally an odor can turn you off to somebody. (gasps) Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) You walk into a room and it smells like man ass. I'm heading the other way. I don't like you. I don't want to smell you. Go have a party somewhere else, fella. Um, so, but but the idea that attraction can be based on things that you may not even be aware of that you're evaluating someone for due to like primal instinct. Okay. And things at a much more subconscious level. All right. Kind of was an interesting idea. Okay. So, so I think we, we can look at the list. Uh, you were going to say something? I was going to suggest you starting off saying what attracted you to me. Well, okay. Um, so the day that we met, as uh, we discussed in the previous podcast... Um, I was playing Santa Claus. So and you had a, <laughs> a a Christmas fetish? Not so much. Okay. Um, I'm a, a jolly happy fella, which is the reason why I took the gig in the first place. But I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that that was my requirement for doing the job. Eh, you know, somebody asked, called in a favor. I did it. Everything was cool. But when I walked in the room that day. I felt like a rock star, even though I was at the time probably trying to be a rock star outside of that. You were a rock star. You were Santa. Well, yeah. So you get around holiday time and you dress in the big red suit. People tend to look at you like you are the you're the man. Absolutely. So to speak. Absolutely. So I did feel 
Um, a little bit like the man walking in the empowered. room. Empowered. Yeah, yeah. Like Donald Trump. Oh, very. He's very empowered. Mm. That I can tell you. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I I felt definitely like the man, and I step into the room, and there is just gaggles of people in the room, and I remember it was kind of a dark lit back room kind of area in the mall. Mm-hmm. And there was probably how many people do you think were there? There had to be over twenty people there. There was, there was, yeah, yeah, quite right? a few. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing groups of of girls, mostly girls, by the way, um, all you know, varying ages, varying everything, you know, younger, not so young, um, pain in the asses, uh, just a whole bunch of different kinds what? of of girls. Uh, you know, we had some experiences with some of these people and they annoy me. Um, but, you know, I, in looking out over all these people and being introduced as, hey, here's opening night Santa, you know, it was a little bit overwhelming. Um, so I really wasn't at that moment taken in a whole lot about about everyone that was floating around the room so much. All right. So let's cut to the chase. And what did you find attractive about me? This You're- is a... PG listening audience. Um, okay, so sitting on the throne is Santa. Um, I was the throne, like this is Game <laughs> of Thrones. Yes, yes, the Red Throne. I'll get my Valyrian steel sword out and cut to the chase. It's, it's actually peppermint steel. <laughs> so I was uh, sitting there, and the entire night I was staring at your rear end. Okay, you know what. You asked the question, I I answered. Okay, that's fair. In as fair and and as PG a way as possible. That's fair. So I was, there's a very obvious physical attraction. Okay. Very, uh, very quickly off the bat. Okay, Okay. I'm sure that's not in the list that you have in front of you. Um, I don't know. We'll have to discuss that. And it very well may be. So beside that, what else? Like what are other aspects that you are attracted to? For you, for me, yeah. Well, when or I, anybody when I go the down best. the the physical list, you know, I would say I tend to lean toward petite, light-eyed, dark-haired people. Okay. Okay, and you fit into that mold um, extraordinarily well. Um, so you had all of those things. So from a very scratch-the-surface perspective, there was that attraction from my part. Okay. Right. So. The, the physical part of things, if I had a punch list, you were, you were, you know, A's across the board on the punch list because okay. you hit everything for me. Okay. So what about beyond the physical? So as we talked about, things go much deeper. Um, but when we actually spoke, you know, that week or two later when you brought in the article with me as Santa. Right. Um, we talked a lot. Okay. And that was the icing on the deal for me. Okay. Because I, you know, I love intelligent, well-spoken women. Uh, and wow. you were the intelligent, uh, you're the alpha woman of the bunch. Um, so you were an awesome person to talk to. I mean, we had an easy, engaging conversation, which, which, you know, 26 or 27 years later, it's still easy and engaging. Mm-hmm. That's it why is. we do this podcast, because it is so simple. It is. Yes. So, um, you know, that that was really, you know, the very the beginnings of what drew me to you. 
Not sarcasm. Not sarcasm. That's a different story for another time. Um, but so I'm looking down this list and, and let's, let's talk about the list because I found it a little interesting. And again, these things are, some of these are subconscious things. And these are just what men find attractive about women, not, yes. not women, which is why I'm not speaking right now about. Right. Because if we go down that road and you have a punch list of, um, you know, shaped like a pear. Uh, with a belly button that you can park a car in, um, that would probably be on your punch list. Or if I told you why I become attracted to women, then I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah, that would. That's probably not a part of the PG podcast. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. So, so I found the article pretty interesting, but that they make an attempt to give some sort of biological explanation to the foundations of attraction. Okay. And I'm sure we can probably find an article that goes the other way. And if we do find an article that goes the other way, um, that will be subject of another podcast. Um, so, you know, they talk about, you know, experiencing feelings of knocking you off your feet and all those things. Um, they say that a lot of those initial feelings are inexplicable. You know, you really can't. What is it? What's that special something? Okay. So I look down the list. And the indication is that attraction's not really very random. We may be pre-programmed to look for certain things. So the first on the list is hips. Okay, and it seems though as though biologically they're saying that men are pre-programmed to look for women who have nice hips. Very well said. Um, because uh, they're looking for a certain body shape and they're associating it with fertility. Okay. Um, now in your case, you know, I mean, uh, we discussed this the other day privately, but you know, you have, you have a, 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 an appropriate shape and I don't recall making that evaluation, but the fact that I was staring at you from behind for hours on end, it probably came up in my subconscious. It probably did. What are your thoughts about that? About the the hip thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I find today, especially if you have a butt, it's kind of in. And maybe that has something that, that backs that up, that theory. That's a very interesting idea. So you think that the that that's become a thing. And, you know, if you even go back in the 50s, they say here that um, the researcher who wrote this original study says that men's brains associate a low waist to hip ratio with usefulness, uh, usefulness, youthfulness. I was going to say. And reproductive health. Okay. So go back to the 50s when a lot of women were trying to corset themselves. Right. To suck in their waists. But the women of the time were... um, more full-figured than some of the people coming in the 60s and the 80s and the yeah, 90s. Yeah, because you had like, and I don't know what year, but Jane Mansfield, Marilyn Monroe. You had, um, there was another one that was known for her full figure. And, you know, that was, I, I, I kind of agree with that. I think we went through that time where like the Twiggy era where everybody was stick skinny. And now, you know, people are appreciating bodies a little more. Yeah, and it's it's kind of interesting that it's coming full circle. It seems that those 
the super thin wafy type of, of model and people like that, those extremely skinny women. Um, it seems that it comes in little, little spurts here and there, as opposed to always going back to the, the full figured woman or the shapely woman. So it could be that. So you're saying like fat Amy, right? Yeah. Is more the most likely, desirable woman in the world. Yeah, she would be more likely to find someone than, you know, some crazy beanpole girl. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, the second thing on the list, and it was, uh, it had to do with a woman's breasts. And, uh, you know, it, it seems as though, or at least it's portrayed in the media that Men love women with very large breasts. Right, which is why women get breast implants. Right. But science is saying something different. They say the infatuation with large breasts could be a conditioned response thanks to the exposure to media that communicates that message that bigger's better. Right? Right. Um, but research shows that men are influenced by society's belief that... Um, Larger breasts are more attractive, but it may actually be the shape of the breast and not the size of the breast that is more attractive to someone. Okay. I can't really say much about that, but maybe you could, uh, you know, in a nutshell. So here's the thing. So the belief behind this is that the perkier breasts are associated with youth and greater potential for fertility. So big, saggy breasts are associated with an aging, less fertile body. Well, that's true, because as you get older, you know, for a woman, things sag. Um, so, so I don't have any any background in, you know... Breast analysis? No, I, I don't, so... We haven't done a breast pie chart. No. Okay. Mm-mm. So I, I don't know. I find that in, in, in my world... That the women that are attractive um, fr- from a man's point of view, not not a woman's point of view, um, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. There are women that are small chested and large chested and in between chested, and you know, men find them just as attractive. Hmm. Yeah, and that's very interesting. Um, I never, I wouldn't say I ever had a a type when it comes to that kind of thing. I do find that men do like a booty. They do. Yeah. They do. So booty over booby. I think so. Yeah. I as would, long I as there's enough so. at the top. Right. Um, and I don't think, you know, people should be going around getting, you know, things done because they feel that their man wants that. Do it for yourself. There's right. nothing wrong with a little... Now, there was a time period, again, with James Mansfield and people like that, where they were enhancing that look. But if you look at most of the people in the 50s and 60s or in movies, um, they almost had a, a conical shape to them. Like they stood out like missiles. Yeah. Almost. Madonna. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but they had that kind of a shape to them. Right? Yeah, but they weren't nothing at the bottom. They also had a, a, a booty that balanced everything right. but a lot of these women too didn't have very large breasts there are a couple but most i don't know were jane mansfield was known for her big boobs yeah but of all the actresses out there they weren't all typically like that right 
Well, they were fuller shaped women. They weren't as skinny at that time period. But then when you get into to, you know, the 70s and 80s and the end of the 60s, um, you know, there was, uh, you know, a movement, you know, to enhance them and make them even bigger and bigger and bigger. And it seems like now society's kind of backed off that a bit. Oh, I think so. Yeah. You know, there's a more of a realistic size We should get a plastic surgeon in here to let us know if the implant industry is not doing as well. I think it's probably doing the same level of business. I think it's just more reasonable enhancement. Maybe. Something, you know, more natural. There might be more reconstructive things, people enhancing their curves, you know, a little bit. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. How many more are on your list? A bunch. Okay. So we'll go to number three. (laughs) Um, they say it's all about symmetry. Which okay. we just, is this face, facial symmetry or? Well, they say that men are not simply attracted to any, any symmetry they see. They look for certain characteristics, characteristics, character, like math, myth, myth. They look at certain characteristics in people and use it as a subconscious tool for rating attractiveness. Okay. What does this mean? It has to do with the face, um, things like that. Some researchers think that symmetry is believed to be an indication of overall health. Yeah, but none of us have a symmetrical face. Yeah, and it's funny. I I kind of don't agree with them on this because I don't think symmetry indicates health because if you would ever take a picture of yourself, anyone that has Photoshop or any little editing tool like that, they're free on your computers at this point. Take a picture of yourself and lop off half your face and then copy the other picture, the other half of the face, do a mirror image and stick them together. You don't look like you anymore. They did that with Harrison Ford and and Kylo Ren, half and a half, and they looked like the same person. Wow. See, if I did that, I would look like the elephant man. Have you? I don't want to say anything. All right, so let's skip that one. That one's kind of boring, and I yeah, think it's... I don't think symmetry is really a thing, uh, honestly, when I read the article. It, st- it struck me as odd, too, because people's faces aren't really symmetrical, so nobody's attractive, right, according to that. Everyone's ugly. Um, they say, let your hair down. Oh. Um, women uh, with longer hair are more attractive to men. Not when Dorothy Hamill was around. Yeah, um, if a woman was already viewed as attractive, her hair length didn't really influence how men viewed her. Um, You know, so a woman who was rated as plain, they were deemed more attractive when shown with longer hair. I could see that. So I guess there were some, some comparisons that showed that overall men prefer longer hair. Now, what longer hair is could all be relative, right? It could be longer compared to the guy. Well, you know, I have no hair, like, so a long eyebrow hair is yeah, longer Yeah, but than there, there's a lot of bald men. So that's, that's they're talking about chicks now. Yep. And I'll tell you, we'll put it in, in a man's world, Tom Selleck. People don't like him without the mustache. So, you know. That's true. Now, yeah, they associate him with the mustache. They do. They do. Um... No, no, I could see that. I could see how people would think that. Number five on the list says throw on some red lipstick. 
Well, not everybody looks good in red lipstick. Some people makes their teeth look yellow. So yeah, it seems though uh, in two thousand eight there was a study done where they got some understanding why men prefer the color red, showing a preference to the color red is a behavior exhibited in all species of males, including Homo sapiens. So monkeys should be wearing red lipstick as well. Um. Well, yeah, they'd say Lions. that. I guess they they may have the lioness. I don't I don't know what the basis of the study was, but it's possible that. Um, I, I, this is my my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think if a woman has anything on her lips, I don't care if it's lip gloss or it makes the lips. You know, lips are desirable. You well, know, well, here's what they say. They say this attraction to the color red appears to be linked to the female cycle. Oh, God. Researchers observed that female monkeys actually reddened while ovulating, and their mates responded to that change. That is disgusting. So, (laughs) yeah. What do you make of that one? So and so they did they did a more... um, What do you make of that one? They did a more structured test, though, and... They observed that men who were presented pictures of women wearing red lipstick or a red shirt were deemed more attractive to them. I think certain colors look good on women and certain colors don't, depending on your hair color or your skin color. You don't think it's more of a primal thing? No. You don't think that it's... I think that like when I wear teal or I wear periwinkle color, Mm -hmm. that people um, like that on me. You don't think it's just... If I wear red, red... Red is reminding every the world of your period. That's disgusting. But it could be if if somebody wears red and subconsciously it makes them think, in the subconscious we're talking here, that that person is more fertile. So let me ask you, were you ever attracted to a woman because she had red lipstick? Not once. Okay. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, what do they say? Debunk that. We're debunking that. <laughs> <laughs> there are no ghosts. That one is debunked. That is not an orb. It is a piece of dust in the lens. We debunk ourselves. Therefore, we are experts. That's debunked. That's okay. debunked. Next one. Um, the smell. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, it, absolutely. again, it, it could be, um, you know, a perfume obviously is an attractant, but. We're talking at a deeper level. We're talking pheromones. So let me here. ask you a question. Yeah. If you have your red lipstick on, should you smell like the menstrual cycle then? Yeah, it's a little. And if you have iron poor blood, it's going to feel smell all yeah, cloudy just, and that disgusting. Just really debunks that theory completely. Yeah. Um, but um, so the, somebody's core smell, mm-hmm. their pheromones. Mm-hmm. Now you've mentioned this before, and I've mentioned this to you before. How. You might grab my pillow or a shirt or something like that. Yeah, and, and it has smell your smell. It, and it smells like me. It does. And I have the same thing with you. I, there's, you know, whether it's your pillow or whether it's it's your um, my robe your or robe, my. There's just this smell you have. Like I can put my my nose in your neck and I can smell and I know it's you. And and it's not even masked by the perfume you wear. As attractive as that is, it's beyond that. And it's true, like if you find, like my perfume attracts a lot of people. Yeah, it's a fantastic that perfume. That perfume, from I get yeah. more compliments from that perfume. But you could find the most unattractive, excuse me, somebody you're not attracted to walking past you. And if they smell good, 
I mean, I remember when I was in high school, they would smell like, what was the scent back then? Jacar or something? Yeah, polo. And it could be the most unattractive. The kid I was not attracted to in high school. And they would be just like, oh, wow. I could drink that he crap. Smells Jacar good. smells like something. It smelled so good to me. Jacar. Wasn't he the villain Jacar. in uh, Aladdin? Yeah. He's the one that turned into the giant snake. <laughs> snake Jacar. Snake like I can be. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, some of those... Perfume smells um, will kind of draw you in. They do. And I know when you have to find the right perfume, this one I've worn for years, and I, I'm telling you that all the time they get compliments. It's from a, uh, a gentleman named Gare Ness. It's a Nor- Norwegian perfume called Layla. Layla is, is the uh, perfume, and you can get it at Nordstrom's. Yes, you can. Or I in love it. Epcot Center in the Norway Pavilion in yeah. Disney World. And it's not that expensive. I mean, it's like 70 bucks, isn't it? It lasts me a year. Yeah, it lasts a long time, but it is a magnificent smell. It is. But I can it tell is. you, you with no Layla on, Layla. if I put my nose in your neck. Okay, let's do it now. I can smell you. Yeah. I know it's you anywhere. Okay. Right. Well, we're going to put so, you to the test. So I would, I would say that this is probably correct. I agree. I agree. Um, bright and healthy eyes. <laughs> okay, so that means that you don't have like glaucoma or something. Yeah. Like, hey, that that cloudy eye you have there <laughs> is really just drawing me in, fella. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you looking at me or are you looking at the wall? <laughs> That's a really silly one. You got a beautiful Marty Feldman look about you. But speaking of eyes, I think that people are attracted to certain color eyes. Well, here's what they say. They say when you ask any man what he finds attractive about a woman, it's almost always expected for him to comment about her eyes. It's true. That's very true. Um, yeah, they say that they're more attractive to clear and bright eyes. It isn't necessarily about color either. It's the overall brightness of the entire eye. That's weird. This is believed to be about evolution since bright eyes are viewed as healthier, whereas dull eyes are associated with aging. You know you just want to sing the song, Bright Eyes. Turn around. (laughs) We just had the eclipse. (laughs) Um, So, I, I mean, obviously... Well, okay, and I'll go back to Little House in the Prairie because I always go to some something like that. You know, Adam was attracted to Mary. Her eyes were a beautiful blue color. He was blind, and yeah, but when he got his sight, the first he thing he said was, was "Blind." <laughs> was your eyes are so beautiful, Mary? And he himself had very beautiful blue yeah, eyes. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, but not knowing it, he was still attracted to her. So, and he couldn't... It must have been her scent. Or her red lipstick, because he couldn't see that either. (laughs) Okay? Maybe he was smelling her menstrual cycle. Oh, okay. Um, That was so... Are you on your menzies, Mary? stop? Um, So, but I I do think that the eyes are an important facet. The eyes have it. I I don't know if I buy into what they're saying, that it goes down to clear eyes are associated with... You being healthy, because they say that for almost everything in the list. You're associated with your ability to ovulate and you're healthy. So, hey, everybody likes nice eyes. So it's basically about you're attracted to somebody initially for physical, right? 
you have a little checklist. And then beyond that, if they don't fit certain requirements that you have in your head, like intelligence or humor or whatever it may be, it's just not going to work. So you just can't have the physical. Right. You have to have more than that. Right. But, you know, this article talks about the subconscious things. And and not that I, there's still two more to, to go over too, but I don't, you know, again, I think. What are, oh, I didn't know there were two more. There's two more. But for you with your eyes, you have beautiful eyes. Thank you, um, Papa. And, but, but if, you, if somebody were to ask me what it is about your eyes, when you smile and you have a really deep smile, the shape of your eyes is very calming. For me. Really? Yeah. It's calming, engaging, and it's, 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 a, it's an interesting shape that your eye takes. So I can go a little, even a little bit further than that. So, um, but I think, you know, I, I don't, again, these are supposed to be primal type instinct things. Yeah. I, you know, but I, yeah, I like nice eyes. But I, again, but it's at that checklist level, probably not... You know, I, I wouldn't associate it necessarily with the un, the, the uh, subconscious level of things. Um, they say at eight, those luscious lips. We did this already. Well, no, that was the painting of the lips, the shape oh of the lips. Oh, my gosh. Okay. They say as silly as it sounds, teenagers posting duck face selfies on social media might be onto something. Fuller lips are seen as an attractive of trait Of course. On That's women. why women get fillers in their lips, because as you get older, your lips start to lose its fullness and you want a little plumpness. So that makes sense. Yeah, there's... I'm always doing my lips. <clears throat> That's my favorite part of my face are my lips and my eyes, but my lips. I love doing them. Yeah, you have fantastic lips. And, Thank and if you. you see someone that has very thin lips, they don't quite, it doesn't quite look right if their lips yeah. are super thin. Yeah. Um, in this article, though, they talk about a university study that found after meeting a new woman, men spend about half of the interaction looking at their lips. I agree with that. And think about it. Your lips are kind of like everything. You kiss with lips. Mm-hmm. You yeah. do you so if lips. So if you have fire marshal bill <laughs> lips, you're not getting a date. No, but if you have... Who was the other one on My there? My lips got burned off in a fire. Who was the other one? The one with the Vaseline he used to do on air. Oh, uh, hey, Jamie, Jamie Foxx's character. Yeah. Hey, baby. And he's he's lubing up them lips. <laughs> I guess he would be the hit of the party, and I think they were red, too. But you can do them too big. Yeah, I mean, they, they looked you like gotta, his lips gotta. were large enough. It looked like he had inflate to 50 pounds tattooed on the inside of that bad boy. So I, that's a little over the top, but <laughs> they do say that men rated women with fuller lips as more attractive. I could see that, yes. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and I could buy into that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I mean, like you said, there could be other things. I mean, you look at, at lips, you know, you, that's that kissability thing it you is know, when moving on to the to the next stage of a relationship where things get you know things get physical and you start to to kiss and touch and all those things i mean having having nice lips i think is a would be a big deal i agree okay and the last one on the list was you sound good to me so by buddy holly yeah female voice <gasps> changes uh, um occur as they age. They did not sound like a song to you? <laughs> what? What did you just say? I don't know what I just said. When you read the title. You sound good to me. I said by Buddy Holly. 
You sound good to me, little baby. You sound good to me. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like that. It's perfect. Um, but they say as women's estrogen levels decrease, the tone of their voice lowers and deepens. Men are more attracted to women with higher tones in their voice. That almost sounds like it makes sense. Okay. So if you, you run into like some, you was it Lauren Hutton or one of those ladies? Lauren Bacall. Yeah, Lauren Bacall. And the other one hey. is Kathleen Turner, man. Yeah, Her Kathleen voice Turner got really deep. is pretty much a dude now. Yeah. And so when you see this, this older lady with this deep smoky voice, I mean, holy cow, she should be doing freaking commercials and selling cars for something. Yeah. Life insurance. Buy mm-hmm. life insurance now. So That's they're associating age with the deepening with of the, the deep- voice and also with the lips too. Yeah, and they say that um, younger women tend to have higher pitched voices, and the perception is that younger woman is healthier and likely more fertile. So they so, they hear a high voice and they're attracted to it because like, well, she's not an old smoky broad. Well, you know what? I want to get one of these things that have the nine attractive whatevers. I want to do one about. Older men, which would be like the maybe the 40 and the 50 year old men and older and what they find attractive in a woman. That's what I want to find. So do you think maybe over time when when both sexes are beyond their maximum fertile period, maybe the desires change? Absolutely. You can't be as picky. Well, I don't even (laughs) know if it's a picky thing. I think as as everybody ages, they still require companionship and things like that but maybe those criteria that are embedded in us are not as um as relevant anymore no so so the the deep voice kathleen turner might actually have some luck getting a date yeah with some elder elder gentleman with a big gobbler under his neck yeah I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna get one that talks about what women find attractive in men that's what I'm going to find. I think, and yeah, then I would we're like going to, to talk that. about that maybe next time. Yeah, I would like to see something like that about uh, women. It's so different. Yeah. Women are so different. I love a belly. You know, they do. I know they the do. The daddy thing is in right and now. And I can deliver. And you. <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm at the, 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 the top, I'm at the upper echelon of belliness. Yes. I've got a belly that can bounce like no other. Yeah, but that, that is like security for women. Yeah, and uh, it could be. It could be that whole, you know, teddy bearish kind of thing, the security blanket uh-huh. feeling of something. People like to wrap themselves up in, in big fluffy things. And if that's your spouse, the big fluffy man. Um, you maybe, are fluffy, except uh, your head. Yeah, my head is shiny like a eight ball. Uh, but there's no magic in this eight ball. You can shake it all day and Aww, nothing's coming out. Oh, you are magical. Um, this is a very interesting topic, though, but I would like to see the opposing article. Which is what I suggested. Yeah, that's what Laura suggested. That's what I suggested. What Laura suggested is magnificent, but we'll find something on this topic. For uh, the two listeners. Yeah. For? be me and you. Hopefully we can uh, get our our listening uh, audience engaged in these these uh, topics. Relevant topics. They're relevant topics because we, we all search for a deeper understanding of what makes us tick as people, what makes our relationships grow, what makes our relationships strong, what makes them successful. And odd. 
like yeah. Comic-Con coming up in October. Yeah. Well, yeah hey, sometimes you got to get your inner superhero on. Oh, I love that stuff. Star Wars. Oh. Yeah, no, and a little bit this of little awesome. Marvel action. And a lot of people really revel in that. I mean, it's a, it, it is definitely, you know, a great place to kind of escape to. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it portrays, I mean, actually for kids, too, in a lot of these cases, portrays um, some positivity, you know, and, and more of an aim toward good as an aim toward I go to Comic-Con for a reason. That's to watch all the people dress as Jon Snow. <clears throat> That's why I go, because they are hysterical. Yeah, and honestly, half of them don't look like Jon mm. Snow. They think that they do, uh, but they honestly don't. So people just stop it. If you don't look the part, get off of the plane. <laughs> um, that pretty much wraps up. <laughs> This podcast. Get off the throne, not the plane. Get off the throne. Impale yourself on the sword, freak. I am Sean Bean. Well, he got beheaded. <laughs> now that would someone some be something I would like to see. I'm the beheaded Ned Stark. <laughs> I'm sure somebody did it. That would be awesome. I'd love to see some guy walking around with a <gasps> Sean Bean head in Comic Con. I think that would be magnificent. Somebody did a deranged Ronald McDonald. I have a picture of it. It's just hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that's <clears throat> some people are very funny and they really very get creative. into it. Very yeah, creative. They're a creative bunch and you just let them do their thing. I think it's very cool. All right. That wraps up our uh, podcast number three. Uh-huh. A little bit of a discussion about our, our primal instincts mm-hmm. uh, from the men attracting uh, attraction to women. Some are instincts, some was instinct, because yeah. I didn't agree with some of that stuff. Yeah, um, they're, they're, I think there's some basis in some of these things, but I think, you know, uh, when they're linking everything to a period, maybe they're a little Ew. off point. Yeah, so, all right, very good. Well, we will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye.